Hello again. I'm David Cruz. Welcome to the program. Well, as you know, we're still hunkering down, and here you have us by phone. But we have a wonderful guest today, someone you already know. Many of you who live here in Ventura County have heard of Pastor Fernie Fernando Franco. Fernie, it's so good to welcome you back to the airwaves here at 98.3 The Word. Oh, thank you, David. It's always good to be on your show. And you know what? Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it all. You know, the spirit that I see in your message is always so uplifting. You are so positive. You're always smiling. Where does that come from? De donde nace? I'm not talking just charisma. I'm talking about the energy and the positivity. Tell, tell me about that. You know what, David? Um, first of all, I didn't realize that uh, really people noticed that. I guess it springs from uh, being grateful, being grateful for what God took me out of. You know, as a young teenager, I went through a whole lot in my life, and uh, I was rescued by the grace of God. And uh, I'm not always smiling, but I do smile a lot. And I just, uh, I guess it would spring from just having a grateful heart of just being alive, uh, having uh, family around, and uh, just God getting me through a whole lot of things. I just can't help but to smile about that. And and now with City View Worship here in Oxnard, California, what is the message that most, and when I say smile, it, you know, I don't think we always have to be grinning ear to ear, but it comes through in our voice, it comes through in our tone, and that's really more what I meant, uh, Fernie, that you project a warmth, a willingness to welcome everyone. Tell us about City View Worship. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, City View Worship is an amazing church. We've got a few hundred members, and right now we are currently leasing at the Elks Lodge. However, uh, we purchased a 40,000-square-foot building on Statham Boulevard that hopefully Within the next two months, we will get our uh, occupancy permit. Uh, we've been in construction for a whole year now, and so we are 99.9% done. Uh, as far as the people, the culture, the vision, the mission, I mean, we have all walks of life there. And we uh, totally, I mean, one of our values uh, that we have is for people to have a sense of freedom when it comes to worshiping Christ, you know, we don't put uh, restrictions and we don't put uh, uh, control over people's lives and we just give them the freedom how they want to worship God because, you know, serving God is a personal relationship. And I think nowadays, um, you know, I think that uh, cultures, uh, we can be tempted uh, in having a certain culture in a church uh, somewhat like Sheep may belong to the church, or we have ownership of the sheep. Uh, I'm not saying this, uh, uh, you know, uh, that all churches maybe do this, but I can say that there's probably a temptation uh, to want to do that. But I think one of the greatest things about our church, there's just such a freedom. And I'm not talking about a freedom to sin and a freedom to rebel, but a freedom to be who you are. If you are a businessman, you're a businessman. If you came from the other side of the railroad track, that's who you are. I mean, there's just such a sense of freedom 
and excitement in our church. We're mission-minded. We are a church-planting ministry. We have a vision to launch out other City View Worship churches uh, throughout the uh, Gold Coast region and eventually uh, throughout the uh, U.S. uh, states. And we have a worldwide vision, and uh, we really want to get uh, throughout the entire world and reaching as many people as we can. Well, God knows certainly that there is quite a need for this kind of work. And I wondered about that, the city view. You take a broad view, you look at an entire community, and you say, you're welcome. We're talking with Fernie Fernando Franco. He is pastor of City View Worship. If people want to know how they can contact you, where can they reach you, Fernie? They can reach us at cityviewworship.com. And City View Worship is one word. And Frank, you know, I'm, I'm really, really impressed how you caught the vision of the name of the church itself, because that's what it is. We have a view of the city, and the scripture that God gave us is when Jesus was riding on the donkey and he was coming into Jerusalem, and the Bible says that he wept over the city yes. because he's seen what that city had turned into. And that's our vision. You know, we have a view of the city. We hear and see the cry of the city of Oxnard and every other city that we will soon be launching into. You know, and Jesus also looked at at Jerusalem and knew what was ahead. I want to apologize for background sound, but under COVID-19, we are broadcasting from our homes because the message is so important, we don't take a break. And you touched on something in a recent message that you shared with the community. You referred to Ephesians chapter 6, and you talked about the the war in which Christians are engaged and this, this spiritual warfare that requires us to, to be aware of what's going on in our surrounding. Let's look at our community here in Ventura County. You serve the West County predominantly right here, the largest city, Oxnard. What are some of the challenges that your congregation and your followers, the people who are coming to City View, are experiencing? What are they going through, Bernie? Well, in regards to, you know, COVID-19, obviously they are going through a time of isolation and loneliness. And, you know, we are doing our best to try to bring as much as comfort and support to them by way of uh, digital services, uh, telephone, phone calls, and, of course, uh, one-on-one visits uh, with, you know, the guidelines. And, you know, uh, personally, uh, COVID-19 has impacted our church um, pretty hard. You know, we've had uh, some deaths that have taken place uh, with uh, family members in our church in uh, regards to COVID-19. We are FaceTiming people from the hospital. Uh, We are, uh, you know, just trying to be there as much as possible for them as far as uh, COVID-19. On the other hand, you know, we have a lot of not as much as uh, violence that used to be in the city at one time, But one of the things that we do capitalize on that is part of our values is to uh, reach those who actually have been forgotten about, you know. And, you know, we do have a special um, uh, outside ministry uh, that we call the Thrive House, and it's a place that they can come into for free of charge, and we help restore their lives and help them get delivered from drugs, gangs, prostitution, and even homelessness. You know, Fernie, when you touch on those subjects that are so close 
to so many in this community. I want to ask you about something. You know, as long as I have lived in Oxnard, and I'm a resident of Oxnard by choice for the last 12 years, but certainly in the last 20 that I've lived in California, I always, always uh, enjoyed the Oxnard Plain. That's my home as well. We live in a city and a community, rather, that has two gang injunctions. It seems as if we profile our youth instead of giving them hope. I realize that police have a job to do. But tell me what you think the impact is. You're a father. You're a parent. What do you think the message is that that sends to young people in the Latino community when they're living under two gang injunctions? You know, I think it sends multiple messages. Um, You know, I actually was part of um, initiating the gang injunction uh, years ago under, I think it was, when Chief uh, Art Lopez was in position. And, you know, he brought that example over from, I believe, Northern California, which I think was the first city in the state of California to actually uh, introduce that. Um, I'll tell you this, it did reduce the crime. Uh, It has made a difference. And, but it also uh, spreaded, it spread the uh, gang members throughout an entire city rather than just in one neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, I see that that was one of the problems it, it created. It just spread gang members throughout the entire city and uh, took them out of their one spot that they were used to living in. As a parent, as a parent, I think, you know, I mean, we have our jobs as a parent on how to uh, raise our children, and however, as many parents know, when they get of age, I mean, you could have taught them uh, a perfection, but they get of a certain age where they actually make their own decisions. And so the way I look at it is, it is what it is, but as long as we can bring hope, we can bring an answer, we can bring solutions, and we can bring testimonies of people's lives that in spite of a gang injunction, how they were able to be uh, set free from the bondage of gangs. And so I think bringing hope uh, throughout a gang injunction, instead of focusing on perhaps maybe the negative impact or perhaps maybe how close it gets to the violation of the rights of a citizen, uh, I think that if we could focus on the positive, that does uh, make a difference in it, and it will help them understand a little bit more on the why uh, instead of what it's all about. We're speaking today with Fernie Fernando Franco. He is pastor of City View Worship. You can find him at cityviewworship.com, and you're also at the Oath Clubs. What time, while you're there temporarily, what time is your gathering? When do you meet? What days and times? We meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and that's uh, 801 South A Street in Oxnard, California. Right there in downtown Oxnard. You also are an author. Uh, You've successfully published one book. Now you've got a second one, and we're very, very delighted to be able to share that with our audience. I like the title. It's very intriguing. It certainly compels and begs the question why. The title is, to be continued. Fernie, why this title? Well, this is my second book. The first book was titled Discontinued. 
And that book actually ranked number one on Amazon for quite a while. And that book was published last year, June 28, uh, 2019. And immediately it jumped uh, to the number one rankings on new releases in the category of suicide and church growth. And I'm setting this book up to answer the question for my second book. This Continued was a book that I talked about a true story about the pain of a pastor. I had came to a place in my life as a pastor, and I've been pastoring now for 20-plus years and been full-time in the ministry uh, for 30 years. This Continued as a pastor... I was discontinued from the organization that I formerly used to pastor with. And that devastated me. It was over a lot of uh, false accusations that were brought uh, towards my way, which later on was my innocence was proven through uh, some investigations that took place. However, I was still discontinued, and I was with that organization for 30 years, and my heart was crushed. My mind was confused. My life was torn apart because I was so involved with this organization. And it was so torn apart that I became suicidal as a pastor. And that's something that nobody really, really talks about, especially if you're a pastor. And I was Quite surprised because when the spirit came upon me, because I truly believe it's a spirit from Satan himself, for me to start having these thoughts to take my life, it was during the time last year when many pastors were taking their life throughout the United States of America. And I believe that same satanic visitation that visited perhaps some of those pastors visited my life. And I was struggling with this privately for months until I opened up to my wife and I poured out my heart to her and told her how close I was to wanting to just end my life as a pastor, as a father, as a grandfather, and as a friend to many. And thank God for my wife. She was able to talk with me, get me help with therapy and psychiatrists and my life literally was saved. That book discontinued. I talk about how I was dissed by man, but continued with God. And discontinued, um, you know, that book talks about how I was stuck in a pit. Now, my second book, this new book, To Be Continued, is a sequel of discontinued. So in this new book, I talk about how I removed myself from being stuck in a pit, and now I talk about how I got out of a pit. We're talking today with Pastor Fernie Fernando Franco. He is with City View Worship. The second book, To Be Continued, a personal story. You know, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of guts to do what you're doing, to put yourself out there. I was just thinking as you were speaking of Jimmy Swaggart, not that in any way I know nor do I need to know what happened in your story, but in his, there is a falling preacher, someone who spoke about the Word of God and fell tremendously 
before a national audience. And today, you know, when I see him, in a way I feel like he's connecting more with people, but differently because he's walked in their shoes. May I ask you how it's changed you to have gone through this experience? Well, such a great question, David. I'll tell you how it's changed me. You know, that analogy that you used with, uh, you know, Pastor Jimmy Swagger, uh, I, I will say it's the same thing. Whenever I see somebody who is downcast, you know, when you become suicidal, thoughtful yourself, you are easily able to tell who is also thinking the same way. And so I am magnetically drawn to the downcast because I know they are going through something. Something. Your empathy levels rise high. Your discernment rise high. Your intuition goes to an entirely different level when it comes to identifying because there's people that are walking around every single day with signs around their neck that you can't read unless you have the spiritual discernment. And these signs say, I want to kill myself. I want to hurt myself. I want to end my life. I'm going through a divorce. I'm sad. I'm faking it. I am lonely. And when you've been through that life, you know how to read those signs, even though they're not visual around their neck. It has made me into a much better person. I love people greater than I used to before because I think I know what pain feels like on a greater ranking of, of it. And because I've been in so much pain, I'm naturally drawn easily and want to help those who I know that are in so much pain uh, themselves. We're listening right now to Fernie Fernando Franco. He is the pastor at City View Worship, sharing his story. The second book in his life is To Be Continued. He may have many more after this because it is a story born out of his own experience. And you can also find out more about him and his book at cityviewworship.com. He's based right here in Oxnard, California. You know, as I was doing my research for this conversation with you, I saw a beautiful thing, how you've engaged your family in your work. I call it your work, your calling, your son, your your wife. Uh, uh, this has become really an extension of your of your family life, is it not? It has. It has. And it wasn't always like that. When this happened to me, uh, my family just rose to another level. My son started serving God uh, like he had never served God before. I mean, he literally is an armor bearer to me. He's pretty much what I would call a second-hand man, and this really, a lot of good has come out, you know, just like, you know, the Scripture says, you know, what the enemy meant to harm, you know, God turned it around for the good, and uh, there's a lot of benefit that comes out of the birth of pain. Well, it certainly is a wonderful, wonderful message that you're sharing at City View, City View Worship. You talk about the expansion, and I know you serve a community that's very diverse, but I want to talk to you, if I may, about young people again, because mental health is one of the biggest concerns that when I talk to educators, 
when I talk to administrators at school districts, they often tell me mental health is one of their biggest challenges today. Why do you think that is? Well, times have changed so much. Um, in the 50s, in the 40s, in the 30s, there was no, uh, in particular, going further back, there was no television, there was no media, and there was a stronger family unit. They sat down together at the dinner table. They talked about things. There was no distractions. They had each other. And so I think there was a, a, a sense of a close-knitted family is that I truly believe God designed us to have to offer us love from one another. And I think where we're at today in this new uh, millennium um, that's not there anymore. And so you have a lot of people that have to cope through life all by themselves because you have kids that are going from one father's house and then on the following day they're at the mother's house and then on the third day they're at the grandparents' house. On the fourth day they're at a daycare center and they're being tossed to and fro. And a lot of these kids grow up and it starts at an early age. And I'm talking about... um, not something that you're born with or that is hereditary or inherited. I'm talking about how it comes upon you as a spirit and a sickness. I truly believe that it all comes through the lack of the support that a human being needs, and it's real. And you'll be surprised how, how many pastors suffer with mental health. It's real. Bernie, this has been a wonderful conversation. We have a couple of minutes left, and I want to make sure that people who know you already know you are a man of hope, but wherever people may be tuned in today, what is the parting word you have for them? The book to be continued, how can it apply to them in their lives? Oh, I'll tell you, uh, David, there is so much application. There is so much scripture. There is so much quotes. There is so much hope. If you want to find out how to release the pause button in your life and press play again and start moving forward, get this book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And this book, I'm telling you, not because I wrote it, it's just life experience. You know, My prayer to God is that if it can just help one person from ending their life, all the investment that was put into this project would be worth it for me. My last book, you would be surprised how many pastors called me that I didn't even know and said, I'm going through the same thing. How did you get out of it? I'll tell you right now, this book, To Be Continued, if you are having suicidal thoughts, if you are thinking that there is, you are at the end of your life, I'm here to call out the devil to his face that he is a liar. God came so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. Do not listen to the whispers, to the shouts, and to the magnifying glass approach that Satan has been giving you. There is hope in the Word of God, and this book, To Be Continued, is filled with God's Word. 
I want to thank you, Pastor Fernie Fernando Franco. And I know I say both because I think that people know you by both names. But Fernie, thank you for taking time with us today. <laughs> City View Worship, cityviewworship.com. I'm David Cruz. We'll speak again soon.